0: This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson.
1: What's going on? Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Sellerson, filling in once again for Sean Kelly, who is. Still fighting the laryngitis a little bit. His voice is getting better, uh, but not there quite yet. We want to rest his voice for tonight. Hopefully, he'll be back to call the game against the Charlotte Hornets in Charlotte. We're going to list him as probable for tonight. I texted Sean about an hour ago, and he said probable. I think we're upgrading him from questionable. So, uh, hopefully, we don't see him on the injury report tonight. Hopefully, we can get him back on the call uh, tonight with J.D., Against the Charlotte Hornets. Pelicans start their five game road trip today. I call it the Sea to Shining Sea road trip because it starts in Charlotte and it'll end in Sacramento, California next Wednesday. So, five games, nine days. We previewed it a little bit with Jim Offer We'll talk about it a little bit today with David Wesley. It is a Wesley Wednesday. Normally, when it's a road game on Wednesdays, it's Sean and David in a hotel or a hotel lobby. But tonight, but today, due to Sean's voice, uh, I'll be manning the booth here and talking to David from Charlotte as he'll kind of uh, look back. You know, he played a few years with the Charlotte Hornets, a little bit of nostalgia when he goes back. We'll talk about the road trip. We'll talk about this team with 20 to go, and maybe what can we expect tonight against a red-hot Charlotte Hornets team who's won eight of their last 10, and they're 34 in 28 on the season. Pelicans looking to play. Spoilers here. Still mathematically alive, but their playoff hopes are uh, fading very fast, so hopefully the Pelicans can kind of, play spoiler and also string some wins together on this road trip as far as the nfl is concerned free agency officially been begin today of course agents have been talking with teams and finally starting this afternoon teams can sign players and so all that activity will start coming later this afternoon we'll preview that with mike triplet who covers the saints for espn and espn.com he'll chime in on ben watson reportably again i have to say reportedly going to the Baltimore Ravens, nothing official yet. And we'll talk about what the Saints might do during free agency as far as what positions they go after, how much money they have to spend, things like that. But good NFL talk with Mike Triplett on this Wednesday show. And, of course, as I mentioned, we'll talk with David Wesley about the Pelicans. So Pelicans and Hornets tonight, 6 o'clock Central. I'll have more on this game in our last segment but let's get started here and we'll talk nfl free agency that's at the top of the list we'll bring in mike triplett next you're listening to the black and blue report
0: If you haven't experienced our new and improved Sideline Premier Seats, then you'll want to check them out. Offering the closeness to the action but full vantage point of the court, it's a great opportunity to entertain clients, associates, and friends. Sideline Premier Seat ticket packages include parking, food and beverage credit, access to private clubs, and more. Call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to learn more about these premium seating options today. You owe it to yourself and your home to call Terminix. I'm Vincent Palumbo. Whether you need a lifetime termite damage guarantee or hassle-free pest control service, we do it all.
2: And I'm Ed Martin, Terminix entomologist. We have developed a convenient
0: pest control system where we're scheduled in your home only twice a year. We attack bugs outside where they live. Call 834-7330 for guaranteed control of any pests or termites. Terminix does it all. Josh Groban forget, regret, On stage Friday, July 15th at Bold Sphere Music at Champion Square Featuring songs from his new album Stages as well as his classic hits With very special guest Sarah McLaughlin. Get access to preferred tickets with your city card Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com or by phone at 1-800-745-3000. we are talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report.
1: Well, NFL free agency is just hours away from officially beginning, but a lot of deals all are already being reported, including some involving the Saints. Joining me now to help us sort out the free agency shenanigans is Mike Triplett, who covers the Saints for ESPN and ESPN.com. Good morning, Mike. Good morning.
3: How you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm good, Mike. I'll start with a generic question. I know you're already busy with free agency. Are you expecting a lot of activity these next couple of days around the NFL?
3: Well, well of course, around the NFL. With the Saints, I think they'll probably try to be pretty measured, though. Um, I mean, first of all, they have to be with only about $10 million in cap space, but they won't sit idly by. We've seen 10 years of history now with Sean Payton and Mick, Mickey Loomis together, they believe in free agency, and, and they will try to target, I think, you know, one or two mid-price guys that they think can really help. Um, you, you know, they've said they, history shows you don't want to go after the top dog right in those opening hours and be the big spender, and they prefer to watch a couple bargains shake out. But, but obviously you, get, you have to get pretty aggressive if, if there's like one or two guys that they particularly love.
1: What positions do you think the Saints will or you think need to address during the free agency this season, the offseason?
3: Well, the answer to both of those questions is defense mm-hmm. and, and really the front seven in particular. We already know they've been uh, sort of on the lookout for a quarterback of the defense type. They brought in James Laurinaitis last week, um, and I'm curious what that means for Stephon Anthony, if it means a position change or uh, if it just means they maybe want somebody else to concentrate on lining everyone up and doing the signal calling. but uh, So I think that's one area they'll look. I think they have to look for a, a pass-rushing defensive end or a, a pass rusher somewhere in that defensive line. And then uh, on the offense, obviously their guard position is pretty thin after they let Jari Evans go. And now tight end with Benjamin Watson uh, looking like he's uh, headed to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I wonder if they'll just decide to sort of go cheap at tight end or maybe even try to upgrade there.
1: Yeah, I'm glad he brought up Benjamin Watson. The reports are he's heading to Baltimore to play with the Ravens. No official word from either side, of course, because free agency begins this afternoon. But were you surprised by this move when you heard it, Mike?
3: I was. Now, I mean, I'm not surprised that they let him get away. Um, if he cost, I've seen reports of 40, uh, two years and uh, uh seven to $8 million, uh, which is great for Ben. And, and like I said, I think the Saints – If they had unlimited spending, they would have brought him back. But they need to pinch every penny. And, you know, the same thing with the Jimmy Graham trade last year. They know that their passing offense can be in good shape, even if they lose their top players, because for 10 years their passing offense has been one of the best in the league. And they need to use those resources elsewhere, particularly on defense and on the offensive line. So I think it's sort of a... They had to let Benjamin Watson get away at that price. But I was a little surprised because he just seemed like such a great fit in New Orleans, on the field, off the field. Just feels like, he he almost feels like uh, Marcus Colston and Jari Evans, the guys who had been here 10 years, even though he had only been here for three.
1: Yeah, that's a good point, Mike. I want to go back to the positions you addressed that the Saints might go after. Do you think they might wait and address some of those during the draft, or does maybe their drafting depend on what they do in free agency?
3: Yeah, they like to fill all the absolute must needs in free agency so they don't go into the draft saying, Look, we have to get a blank in the draft. They much prefer to be able to get the highest rated players on their board. Uh, but there's no way they're gonna be able to fill all of their needs in free agency. I mean they can't I don't think they can get a guard, a tight end, a defensive end and a middle linebacker all in free agency. Um, and an outside linebacker I'd put in there too. So You know, it becomes probably an even greater need in the draft if they don't fill one of those needs in free agency. But I'm sure there's going to be at least one or two positions. And it might not be, you know, it might be April 1st. Let's say they don't sign a guard in this first week, but they just want to get a veteran that they kind of trust. Uh, What they, they, you know, like they signed Kyle Wilson on like April 1st as a nickel cornerback type of guy last year or a Oh, a Mike McGlynn or a Kevin Williams that they signed later in the offseason last year. So they, they, they may go on the cheap to fill some of those needs just so they're not forced into them in the draft. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think especially that that front seven on defense, that defensive line tackle, and even if they sign a guy in free agency, they're going to also draft that position because they need to get younger and more dynamic throughout their line.
1: Mike, are there any players to keep an eye on that could create a domino effect in free agency once that maybe a a player gets signed that it could be a trickle-down effect with other players uh, reaching deals?
3: Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And I'll I'll, I'll give you one from a Saints perspective that I'm curious about. Um, We're already seeing the top defensive ends kind of going off the board. Uh, Mario Williams and Jason Pierre-Paul and Uh, whatever's going to happen with Olivier Vernon, uh, uh, who got set free by the Miami Dolphins. And they're going to set the top of the market at that position. And I did not think the Saints would get in on those guys, but I'm curious what that now will do to the defensive ends who are left. I think uh, Robert Ayers of the New York Giants will be right in that second wave, and I think the Saints could be really interested in a guy like him. But if he's the best guy left available, does he now go for nine million dollars a year or, or or more and you know what about chris long um who just got released by the rams or you know now now that we get into that second wave of defensive ends i'm curious what that market is going to be set at now that the first wave is sort of being uh, picked apart
1: yeah should be interesting the next couple of days mike before i let you go Payne manning has been the talk of the league these past couple of days i know you put together a few pieces with different players and coaches talking about manning do you have a favorite moment when it comes to number 18
3: um, well, look, I mean, uh, he's he's done such incredible things. And uh, it's weird, especially that he's from New Orleans, that the Saints' favorite memories of him are, uh, uh, you know, beating him in the Super Bowl, right. which was obviously one of the lower moments in, uh, of Manning's career. But just the respect that they have for him. And and Scott Fajita said this this week. I had reached out to him, and I would say the same thing about Tracy Porter's interception that was so famous i think winning the super bowl and and winning it with that tracy porter interception just becomes all that more special because they did it against really maybe the smartest maybe the best or or certainly one of the best quarterbacks ever to play the game to be able to make a defensive play against peyton manning to win a super bowl nothing's going to top winning a Super Bowl, but to do it in that way, I think, will, will I mean, it's something these guys are going to remember for the rest of their lives and tell their grandkids about
1: No doubt about that. What about Breeze and Manning? Any comparisons? I know some people are trying to make comparison with Breeze and Manning. Do you see any of that with those two? Well,
3: not necessarily, <laughs> uh, although they really, during their, Primes uh, were probably two of the quarterbacks who, who probably had the most influence on their offenses. You know, Drew doesn't quite make all of the same checks and audibles at the line of scrimmage that Peyton Manning does, but he has a lot of freedom, and he helped sort of write this playbook because him and Sean Payton came in together in 2006. So I do think over that era, they were the two guys who, who were sort of running the show the most. And, I mean, the most remarkable thing with Breeze is I don't think anyone ever would have guessed this five years ago, ten years ago, certainly, but he's got a really good chance now to break all of Manning's records. I mean, Breeze, if he stays healthy, is almost likely to end his career as as the all-time NFL leader in passing yards and passing touchdowns since Manning graciously got out of the way and decided to stop patting his numbers.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point there, Mike, and both for sure will be Hall of Famers in the future. That's Mike Triplett, ESPN NFL Nation reporter covering the Saints. Mike, enjoy the free agency frenzy, and we'll check back in with you soon.
3: All right, thank you.
1: Yep. When we come back, we'll turn our attention to basketball and hear from David Wesley. Stay with us.
0: The magic of Voodoo barbecue. It's people, passion, and pure enjoyment. Seasoned with Louisiana's best, it's a celebration every day. A fusion of Creole, Cajun, and Caribbean. It's the soul, the sound, the taste of barbecue New Orleans style. Voodoo Barbecue. Pass by your neighborhood Voodoo Barbecue today. For fast relief coffee. Summer is coming, and Keeps Air Conditioning and Heating is ready to serve you. Keeps offers a twenty-five-point precision AC tune-up for only one hundred nineteen dollars. Get your AC ready for the real heat that's coming. And as always, call Keeps, and we'll get you cool in three hours or less, guaranteed. Keeps Air Conditioning and Heating for fast relief. Guess what day it is? Pump day? Well, yeah. And it's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report.
1: Welcome back to the show. Time now to talk a little Pelicans on this Wednesday. Today's Wesley Wednesday is going to be a little different since Sean's voice is still not back to normal. I have the pleasure of speaking to Pelicans television analyst David Wesley today from his old stomping grounds of Charlotte, North Carolina. David, I'm no Sean Kelly, but I appreciate you giving me a chance this morning to talk basketball with you.
2: Yeah, you know I you, you cut your teeth the other night filling in for Sean and uh, I I heard it went really well. Sean I mean uh, John was raving about how, how well you did and you kinda just took it and went. So um, I'm glad to be on with you this morning.
1: Oh, I appreciate it, David. Thanks for the kind words. David, I know since you're in Charlotte right now, is there uh when you come back here every year, is it get you get a little nostalgic coming back to your old stomping grounds?
2: I do, except for the fact that it's it's this place has changed so much. I mean, they, they have a streetcar or or trolley or train or whatever you call it uh, running down the, the streets now that wasn't here at all. A lot of places have closed. New businesses have opened up. New whole areas have changed. So it, it's almost like I have to figure my way around this place. Uh, even though I lived here for several years, uh, it's uh, – it's kind of weird, it's, but it's fun to, it's always fun to be back. And, and I can't wait for the game. Seeing, you know, old friends and faces and, and, and people that have worked at the arena and coaches and players and all that kind of stuff.
1: I know the venue is different from when you played, but it was, it's probably pretty cool at least to see the Hornets colors and the name back there. Don't you think?
2: I, I think it's great. I, I saw it all the time. And, and I think moving forward, they should really kind of think, uh, you know, teams moving. I think they, they should think them through, uh, mm-hmm. If a team moves, automatically rebrand, yep. new team, new name, that kind of thing, and keep the, the team names where it is. Because uh, most of the team names, they fit the area or the location or something unique about uh, that city or state. And when you move it, it just, you know, the Lakers out in L.A., it just doesn't, it doesn't mean the same.
1: Right. That's a good point there. Glad you brought that up. And I think it's worked out for both teams with the Pelicans and the Hornets. Let's talk about Monday night a little bit. The Pels are down 17 in the first half. They're shorthanded. They could have easily given up since their playoff chances are slim to none. What got your attention about Monday's comeback win, David? Well, just at this point in the season, uh, you're pretty close to almost being
2: out of it. And it would take almost, as Alvin said, a miracle to get in that eighth place um, because you don't have the tiebreaker with Houston, so it's it, uh, and I think that's correct. I could yes, be wrong. Yes, you're but, right. Uh, you know, it's it, so it's it's not. It's hard to keep, continue to go out and play every night. You have to be professional. I thought the resilience that this team showed was professional. Uh, they never quit playing. I thought Drew Holiday back in the starting lineup. I thought he played well without any second-guessing himself so uh, you know for him to go out and get 20 and 10 in his first start I I thought
1: that was exceptional yeah I I agree with you there David you've been on some great teams and you've been on some bad ones nothing for because of you but it's happened Right, right. Uh, yeah (laughs) when your playoff hopes are fading fast from your past experience what's the mindset like for you and your team during this tough time when you have 20 games to go and you kind of know all right your playoff hopes are dwindling how tough is it, you know, to try to... I know you all are professionals and want to win and, you know, help yourself and your teammates out, but what's the mindset like when you're, your season is uh, slowly coming to an end?
2: Well, I, you know, I think... I, I always thought that I was always auditioning.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Each and every game, each and every year, I'm always auditioning. And I don't want anybody to look at me in a negative way. So for that reason... I always, even 10 games, five games, and, and everybody, it, it, sometimes it's hard to get up to that level knowing you're playing for nothing. But in my mind, you're always playing for something. You're playing for pride. You're playing uh, you know, to, to show other people that, yes, I'm on a bad team, but I can play. Mm-hmm. Maybe we don't have a ton of talent, but, but I want to show you that I can fit on your team. And Alvin made it very clear. This is kind of audition time. This is... We're evaluating to see who fits, who doesn't fit. And if you go out there and play the right way, you're going to fit. If you go out there and you, you're selfish or you're know, you just you know, making bad plays and your body language is bad and your energy is bad, not only would the Pelicans not want to resign you or bring you back, what other team would want you? So if nothing else, these guys have to go out and just be professional and have a little pride about playing the game that they're they're getting paid
1: to play. That's a good point, good perspective, that's for sure. Um, You mentioned Drew Holiday getting the start alongside Norris Cole, first start since December 1st. How do you think those two fared together? I know they both have been on the floor at the same time, occasionally when Drew comes off the bench, but did you notice anything different with Drew in the starting lineup?
2: Um, No. You know, the the thing I do like about Drew, and regardless of who he played with, is his – Willingness to get off the ball. A lot of point guards and a lot of, I look back to Gravis Vasquez, who was here a couple years ago. He was a guy that didn't pass it ahead because he wanted to get that assist. Mm -hmm. Drew got 10 assists, and he doesn't hold the ball. When he gets in the half court, he makes plays that create situations to get the assist. So it allows a free-flowing situation. There's a lot of times when a guy is out on the wing, he wants the ball now so that he can make a play. And if he can't make a play, then you follow him up and you may get a uh, trail three or whatever. But get rid of the basketball. And that, that kind of mentality and that kind of um, the way he plays, I think it sets his teammates to feel like they're going to get the ball. They're going to get their touches. And guys ne- not necessarily need shots. Some guys just want to touch it. you know. Some guys want to feel it. Try to make a play have that opportunity to say, you know, I tried to make some plays. It didn't happen. Uh, I moved the basketball. I feel good about what I'm doing. So, um, you know, I think think Norris can learn a lot from that, getting rid of the ball. And I think when they play together, he does more of that.
1: All right, David, with 20 games to go, what do you want to see out of this team? What are a couple things fans uh, should or maybe can possibly keep an eye out on before the season ends with 20 to go?
2: I think continued effort. I, I, I want to see these guys go out and be professional. Um, I don't think that, that uh, you know, a lot's going to change. This, this team is who it is. Uh, defensively, they've struggled all year. I would like to see them get better defensively. I just don't know if they have the right chemistry of guys and enough knowledge to know where, what, why, and how to get to the places they're supposed to be. Uh, collectively, you know, one guy will know, one guy won't, one guy will rotate, one guy will be late. So um, those are the kind of things, you know, and just continued effort, professionalism. Uh, I want to go out there and every night feel like they're trying to win. And if I, you know, if we get that for the the rest of the season, for me, I will be at least satisfied knowing that this team is pretty much uh, not, don't have a chance to make the playoffs.
1: All right, before I let you go, when you and Joel start the broadcast tonight, what are going what's going to be some of the storylines when the Pelicans play the Red Hot Hornets tonight?
2: Well, my storyline is 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 spoiler. You know, they're playing teams that that, you know, some of them are in the playoffs, some of them on the you know, the edge of the playoffs and, and trying to get in. The spoiler. Uh, you know, they they have to go out, they have to slow down, you know, a guy like Kimber Walker, who is on a tear right now, I mean, he's averaging, I want to say, 30 points over the last four games. So, And, and when this team plays well, when, when, when he plays well, this team plays well. So they have to slow him down um, and continue to fight. Uh, this team, each and every night, has to put that level of effort out there. And they haven't been a good road team all year so you know learn how to play on the road this team has a lot of learning to do and uh and, and hopefully they can find a way to get a couple of wins on this road trip.
1: absolutely no doubt about that that's david wesley television analyst for fox sports new orleans you can catch him joel myers and jen hale tonight starting at 5:30 central time david i hope i did okay i know i'm not sean but thanks for hanging there hanging in there during our visit
2: Man, you did great, and uh, we look
3: forward to the next time.
1: Absolutely, David. That's David Wesley from Fox Sports New Orleans. I'll wrap up the show next. You're listening to The Black and Blue.
0: How much do you want to lose this year? Create fun and affordable memories for the entire family with a Pierre's Party Pack. Ticket packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include three or more tickets, combo meals, and an on-court free throw experience with Pierre the Pelican, all for as low as $48. The next Pierre's Party Pack night is on Friday, March 18th against the Portland Trailblazers. For more information and to plan your next night out with the gang, visit pelicans.com today. It's Pelicans game day. This is the black and blue report.
1: All right. Time to wrap things up here from studio B. Big thanks to David Wesley and Mike Triplett for coming on today's show. Hopefully we'll have Sean back in the radio booth tonight and tomorrow on the black and blue report. Sean is listed as probable. He is resting his voice as we speak and hopefully. We'll hear him tonight alongside John the Shazer on the Pelicans Radio Network. Our coverage starts at 5.30 Central. It's a 6 o'clock Central tip because it's on the East Coast. And, of course, Joel Myers, David Wesley, and Jen Hale will have your coverage starting at 5.30 as well on Fox Sports New Orleans. We'll talk of hopefully a Pelicans win on tomorrow's show. We'll continue our free agency talk with the NFL. And, of course, you never know who will stop by. Hope you all have a great rest of your Wednesday. Stay safe to all those being affected by the weather that's supposed to come in and until tomorrow i'm daniel Sallerson. thanks for listening to the podcast for saints and pelicans fans the black and blue report
0: thanks for listening to this edition of the black and blue report if all goes well we'll be back tomorrow tune in each weekday at 12 p.m or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and pelicans.com follow your teams direct from the source the black and blue report